You're listening to the BJJ Strength Podcast. Helping you be your best physically, on the mats and off the mats. The BJJ Strength Podcast. With your host, BJJ Black Belt and Physical Optimization Specialist, Lawrence Griffiths. Hello, you lovely, lovely people. Welcome to episode 11 of the BJJ Strength Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about grip strength training. And this is a request that came via the Facebook page from Roger Gray. Roger, thanks for the thanks for the suggestion. I think it's going to be a good topic to discuss. It's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. If you haven't got grips, then, you know, game over, pretty much. So... We'll talk about why you should train, why you should train your grips on top of what you do with jiu-jitsu, plus a whole other, whole host of other things, and you know how you should approach that grip strength training. Before we do that, I wanted to let you know that there are a couple of videos and a couple of articles up on the site specifically looking at lower back pain for jiu-jitsu. And if you head over to youtube.com forward slash BJJ Strength. There, if you look at the latest videos, if you're listening to this, you know, near the publication date, you're going to see two videos that are going to give you some exercises that are fantastic for targeting lower back pain. And there's a playlist for lower back pain as well on there. And then also, if you head over to bjjstrength.com and, and go onto the blog, two, two of the articles there, I'll put the links to these articles um, in the show notes as well, are related to, to lower back pain. And the reason I wanted to push both of those at the moment is I'm going to be releasing a program very, very soon. I've been piloting a program with a number of people looking at how you target lower back pain. If you train jiu-jitsu, how do you solve some of your lower back pain issues? Because I know it's a huge problem for many people that train jiu-jitsu, which is not a, supri- not a surprise really with all the demands and all of the stress that go through the body and go through the spine. Our lower backs can get a beating and can end up being sore. So, you know, make sure to check out those two videos and check out the two articles. I'll I'll link to them in the show notes below. And yeah, get get on that because I'm going to be releasing the program soon. So make sure you get on the mailing list as well. So you know, you know, as and when that program becomes available, if lower back pain is a problem for you, or maybe it's a problem for someone else. And you can you can share that knowledge. But anyway, one more thing before we get into get into the, the topic of grip strength training. Again, I'm speaking on my own today, as with the last episode. I haven't had any guests for a couple of weeks. Just to let you know, I am lining up some some really interesting guests. I've got someone who's a, a human movement specialist coming on the show, hopefully uh, next week. I'll let you know who that person is once I confirm. And you know, once I get set up with a couple of more mics, there's a lot of people locally in the area that I'm looking to I'm looking to interview. Um, one of that, one of mine um, being, one of them being my professor, Tom Cronin, multiple time uh, BJJ world champion, very, very knowledgeable and very interesting uh, person to get on the show. I just need to get the mic set up so we can, we can get that going. But also we've got uh, two, two guys uh, that we train with. Uh, one of them, uh, Jalen Turner, who just had his de- debut in the UFC last week. Um, he said he'd love to get on the show and another person who's got his first fight in the UFC coming up, Roosevelt Roberts. I haven't asked Roosevelt yet to be on the show, but 
he's a great guy, I'm sure he's going to say yes. And, you know, just, just two examples of people I want to get coming up on the show um, in the future. And I know there's been some requests for particular guests. So I just wanted to let you know, maybe you like listening to me, and that's okay. But I like speaking to other people, and I think other people like, you know, like listening to other people on the podcast as well. So it's coming, guys. I promise it's coming. But with that, let's get into it. Grip strength training for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. The first thing that I want to talk about is why why should you train grips for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Yes, Jiu-Jitsu on its own, particularly if you, you're predominantly a gi fighter, you're going to develop a lot of grip strength just by grappling, just by being on the mat on a day-to-day basis. And for a lot of people, maybe that's enough with the grip strength that you're going to develop there. So why, why do you need to grip strength? Do grip strength training on top of the stuff that you're doing in Jiu-Jitsu. The first thing that I would say is that to develop strength in any in any area or to continue developing strength and to maintain that strength, you need to have an ever-increasing amount of resistance. So you're going to get to a point in your jiu-jitsu training where you'll reach a point of diminishing returns. Unless you continue to roll with people that are bigger, stronger, or roll with more and more intensity... You're, you're not going to be working your grips as hard. So you're not going to continue to develop grip strength over time if you just rely on jiu-jitsu. And maybe that's okay for you. But I know for a lot of people, you know, building, you know, ever stronger grips. And if you've ever, if you've ever rolled with someone who's got, you know, a real cast iron strong grip, that can be a real pain in the ass. It can be very, very hard to deal with. So, if you want to, if you really want to get, you know, rock solid grips, I think that most people are going to need to do something outside their jujitsu training after a certain point. If you, if you're just new to jujitsu, maybe for the first twelve months, just focus on jujitsu because it's already going to be a lot of demand on your hands, on your fingers, on your forearms. But over time, I think it's, you know, very beneficial to continue to develop strength by doing some off the mat training. And the other thing is this. As you get better at jujitsu, really, you should be using less force. As you become more efficient, you use movement, technique, and timing rather than strength to beat your opponents. So even if you just want to maintain your grip strength over time, really, as your jujitsu gets better, maybe you need more grip strength training to maintain the grip strength that you already have. Because if you're becoming more efficient, you're using less force, and maybe over time your grips will weaken. I don't know. It's a theory, but I think it's two, you know, pretty good reasons of why you should do grip strength training on top of what you do in jiu-jitsu. Here's another really interesting reason. There is a study that suggests people who have stronger grips live longer. I've referenced this in, in an article I've got on the site the science of grip strength training for BJJ. And again, I'll link to that in the notes. But I'm just going to read off some of the findings so I get this right. So there was a study performed um, by uh, Rachel Cooper, PhD, and her colleagues of University of College London. They examined data from 33 studies that measured physical capabilities. Uh, 14 studies, including um, data of 53,476 people, it's a pretty big data set, dealt with grip strength, 
and researchers say the death rate amongst the weakest people was 1.67 times higher than among the strongest participants when it comes to grip strength, taking into account other factors like age, sex, and body size. That's linked in the article that I'll, I'll share with you. So if you want to dive into the details of that study, you know, be, be my guest. But it's a pretty interesting finding that, you know, people with stronger grips tend to live longer. Now, are they leading lives that, that to get a stronger grip um, that allows them, that, that means they're more active and there's all of those health benefits? I don't know. I talk a little bit about that in the article, in the article but I'm going to just leave it there with you if you don't do grip strength training at the moment. Maybe training your grips is going to mean you live longer. So, food for thought. The, the other thing that I'll talk about is, in terms of reasons of why you should train grip strength, is rock climbers rock climbers uh, rock climbers is not the reason but the reason is that a lot of rock climbers actually do grip strength training in addition to the rock climbing that they do now people will talk about rock climbing being a fantastic cross training uh, methodology for jujitsu and yes absolutely it is i've done a lot of rock 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 climbing over my time i used to do Couple of, well, I did one, I'll say, rock climbing competition when I was 13 years old. And I did rock climbing for a couple of years before I, I, I did jiu-jitsu. And, you know, now and again, maybe, you know, once every kind of, you know, month or two to three months, I'll still get on a rock climbing wall. So I've now, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a rock climber, but I've been and spent a lot of time in rock climbing gyms over the years. And if you've ever spent time in a rock climbing gym, what you're going to see is a lot of boards set up i think campus boards is the name for one of them that are specifically designed just for doing you know grip strength training it's not there for the climbing it's there for the grip strength training so you know i've seen it myself and i've seen a lot of these you know really good climbers doing grip strength training in addition to just climbing the walls and i'll give i'm going to give you another example there's there's a guy called alex honold and he's he's an American rock climber, very very famous in the climbing world, and I think you know becoming more of a mainstream um, name. And he is famous famous for a number of things. But one thing he's he's very famous for is free climbing, half dome in Yosemite National Park in Northern California. Now, free climbing means no ropes. It means climbing from the top to the bottom with no assistance. And if you fall. Well, depending on how high you are when you fall, you're dead, pretty much. Um, and if you don't know how big Half Dome is, Half Dome is 3,000 feet. Now, if you don't know how big 3,000 feet is, picture the Eiffel Tower. That's 1,000 feet right to the top, or roughly 1,000 feet. So Half Dome is three times the height of the Eiffel Tower, and it's a pretty much straight-up rock face. It's mind-boggling. There's there's a really cool documentary called Valley Uprising on Netflix. That's Valley Uprising on Netflix that charts some of the stuff that Alex does. Not this particular climb, but some of the stuff that he does in Yosemite and a couple of other climbers. And you you'll get a sense for the scale and the kind of thing that you know these that these individual individuals do. And I've been to Yosemite. I've not rock climbed in Yosemite, but I've stood looking at Half Dome, and I you can. I say you can see the rock climbers on the wall, um, 
but you can barely see them. They're like ants. They're really like ants in the distance. That's how big this this climb is. So it, it's mind-boggling um, the, the stuff some people can do in terms of free climbing. And the, the, the whole point that I'm trying, the whole point that I'm trying to make here is that Alex Honnold trains grip strength in addition to all of the rock climbing that he does. Now, yes, you know, the stakes for his rock climbing are incredibly high if you're free climbing those kind of walls. But this, this guy travels around in a van. He's a really interesting character. And he travels around in a van rock climbing through America. And he has, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it a campus board. It may not be the, the correct term, but a kind of a grip hang board inside um, you know, inside his van and he does grip strength training in, in addition to his rock climbing. So if rock climbing, if we're told that rock climbing is, an, is excellent for developing grip strength, it is. Um, but the top rock climbers are also, well, some of the top rock climbers, I don't know if all of them are, are developing or doing grip strength training in addition to supplement their rock climbing. I think we as jujitsu fighters can also take a, a leaf out of that book if it's good enough for them to want to do grip strength training, probably should be good enough for us that do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That's the last point. That's the last point I'll leave you with in terms of why should you grip strength for BJJ? No, actually, I'm going to add one more in there. One more reason of why you should do grip strength training. I feel if you're if you train your grips to be much stronger than the kind of force you need to hold your opponent on a day-to-day basis when you're grappling, you're going to use less force. So, you know, let's take someone who's the same weight and fighting an opponent of 200 pounds, as an example. One person grip strength trains, the other person doesn't grip strength train. If you, if the other person has developed much stronger grips, the level of effort and level of force they need to use to hold on to that 200 pound opponent, if technique and all other things are equal, is going to be much less. So if you use less force, you use less energy. If you use less energy, you're going to last for longer and your grips are not are less likely to burn out. There's a lot of technique in how you grip in jiu-jitsu and how much force you should and shouldn't use. It, absolutely. But grip strength, I think, also is a big factor in endurance when you're gripping. So that's the one other reason I would I'd throw out there in terms of why you should grip strength train for Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Now, the next thing I'm going to talk about is understanding the anatomy of the hand and the forearm and how our, how our grips work. I'll keep it really short because this is talked about in more detail and is much better explained in the article that, that I'll reference. And there's, there's pictures in there to help it understand, help you understand what I'm talking about. But the first thing we need to understand is, you know, how the hand works, how the hand moves, and therefore we can apply that to our grip strength training. So the first thing is closing our hand, closing our fingers entirely. So imagine you've got, you're wrapping your hand around a pole and then closing the fingers all the way around. Uh, That's one way that we can use our hand. But if we just, if we keep our fingers straight and you bend at the knuckle, so imagine your finger is straight and it's at a complete right angle to the rest of the hand like a big, like an L shape, rather than closing the hand entirely or wrapping it around a pole. The muscles that we use for closing or curling the fingers, let's say, entirely, versus keeping the fingers straight and just bending at the first knuckle, they're a different set of muscles within the forearm. 
So therefore, we may need different exercises to train those different type of movements. When we close the hand entirely, you know, there's yes, it's putting stress and strain on the fingers, but the load is more balanced towards the, the inner part of the hand and the knuckle. You can imagine, right, when you do a pull-up, the bar rests around kind of the first knuckle or the first joint of the finger. But when you put pressure on the tips of the finger, more akin to just keeping the finger straight and closing them, there's a lot more stress and strain on the fingers. So you're working very different parts of the hand. You're working more stress on the tendons within the fingers and working different muscles in the forearm. Again, that's talked about in the article, but it's worth keeping in mind as we talk about some of the exercises. The next thing is closing the thumb. Closing the thumb works a different set of muscles as opposed to closing the fingers. And I think you know, thumb strength is important to have a complete, you know, to have complete grip strength. But you know, mostly a lot of the gripping we're doing with uh, in jujitsu is going to be with fingers. So closing the thumb is important, worth noting, but maybe not as important as closing the fingers. The other thing to look at is going to be how you know the position of the wrist in relation to the forearm. So whether it's rotating. That's not the wrist in relation to the forearm, the hand in, in relation to the wrist in the forearm, I should say. So are we rotating the hand? Are we, you know, um, you know, curling the knuckles toward towards the inner side of the forearm or curling the knuckles away from the inner side of the forearm? And or just trying to keep our hand in a stable position. Let's take the example of a cross choke from mount or a cross choke from any position. You're gonna sink in and I'm I know you can't see this, but I've just got the habit I'm demonstrating with my hands in front of me. Um, you know, you put your hand into to, to the collar uh, of the gi, you close your hand, you bring the other, other hand over, and it's a lot of flexion and extension in the wrists, right? It's the wrist movement that gets the choke. That, that's, a, well, that's what finishes the choke, so, and that's all to do with the relation the position of the hand in relation to the wrist or just you know gripping onto someone and holding our hand in a stable position and not allowing the hand to bend is very very important and the muscles used for that are going to be different to the muscles used for closing the fingers closing the thumb etc etc so we probably need another exercise on top of stuff for closing the fingers closing the thumb etc and we'll get to exercises you know shortly the other thing that is important to note is that when we look at the anatomy of the hand and the forearm, the ratio, uh, the, the, the ratio of tendons to muscles in in that part of the body is very very high. We, you know, the the length of the muscles is not not so much short. But the, the length of the tendons is very, very long in relation to the length of the muscles as, as opposed to the other parts of the body where you may have, you know, much, much longer muscles and shorter tendons. And that, that's important because tendon strength is predominantly developed through high intensity loads. And because we can't or we're not really going to be loading um, high intensity through the tendons using plyometrics, with grips, you know, plyometrics is one way to develop, uh, you know, tendon strength and tendon density. Um, but it's not something that's really applicable to grips. To get that intensity, it means heavy loads. So, you, you know, to really develop strength, and when we look at the research, heavy, heavy loads as opposed to, you know, long, 
timed hands is going to be better for absolute strength with grips but more on that later so that's it's just really important to know that okay you know it's not just closing and wrapping our fingers up that's not the only thing that goes on with grip strength it's a big part of grip strength but what do we do in terms of the position of the hand to the wrist whether we're rotating it you know flexing or extending uh, the hand whether we're closing the thumbs or whether the pressure is more towards the end of the finger or the inside of the finger all of those are important factors in terms of the exercises but before I, I give you some ideas of the exercises that you can use and you run off and start you know, doing a ton of grip strength training, a word of caution uh, with, with grip strength training, and I'll use a personal example to bring this, a li- bring this to life. I remember, and this was back when I was living in London, God, it must have been about six or seven years ago uh you know quite some time ago so i, I you know i'd been training jiu-jitsu a couple of a couple of years and i'd you know on a sunday morning i'd watched the previous night's ufc and i don't know why right i don't know why but watching the ufc got me really motivated to develop you know really strong wrists and really strong grips i don't know why right um because yeah grips are important in mma but it's, you know, I wasn't watching what rock climbing or some gi jiu-jitsu. But for whatever reason, I remember watching watching all of the fights and going, yeah, I'm going to really, do a really big, you know, grip strength training session. And I, I can't remember what exercises I did, but I trained nothing but grips for about 45 minutes on a Sunday. Felt great at the time. I had a big pump in the forearms and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like a gorilla. No one's going to break my grips. But what happened the next day when I went to train jiu-jitsu? I went to jiu-jitsu on the Monday evening and my grips fucking died. I couldn't hold on to anything. My forearms, my hands, they, 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 they were blasted. Right, I was useless. Um, and I'm sure many of you listening are going to have experienced a similar thing where you've done any form of strength training, particularly you know, strength, uh, grip strength training. And, you know, suddenly, suddenly the next day, you can't do anything in jiu-jitsu because your, your forearms are blasted. Now, you could say because, you know, yes, I was really tired. I should have relied on technique. But, you know, that's pretty damn hard when you can't hold, when you can't hold on to anything. So uh, the whole point of me saying this is just giving you a word, a word of caution before we talk about the exercises and how you should train them is that with... With grip strength training, I think, you know, don't go crazy. We're not, we're not strong men. We're not grip strength athletes. We're jujitsu fighters. So anything that we do in terms of our strength and conditioning should supplement and complement our jujitsu, not hinder it. And I think, at least in my personal experience, this applies with grips maybe more than anything else. I think it's very easy to overwork the grips and suddenly the next day, you know, be completely shot in the forearms and the hands and not be able to have a good, you know, grip strength training session. You know, if you're, if you've overdone it with some pushing exercises in your chest and shoulders are a little bit sore, yeah, that's hard, but not being able to hold on to someone can really impact your, your jujitsu training. Um, and the other, you know, my other theory is, I've not seen research to back this up, but because a lot of the tendon, a lot of the muscles in the hands and the forearm are much smaller than the rest of the body, you know, 
potentially they're, they're, they're more prone to, you know, to getting tired and getting strained if you do too much work on them. That's more of a theory than I've got research to back it up. But I would definitely say, you know, approach it with caution, build up to it slowly with grip strength training, because it can have, you know, a bigger negative impact if you overdo it on your jujitsu training, maybe there's some other areas. Don't do what I did. Don't do a 45-minute grip, grip strength training session out of nowhere and expect to have a good jiu-jitsu session the next day. So, with that in mind, what kind of exercises should you be doing for grip strength training? Hands down, the number one exercise is going to be just hanging. Hanging from some surface, whether it's putting a towel over a pull-up bar, just holding onto a pull-up bar, putting some thick grips on a pull-up bar, hanging off a rope, whatever the case may be. Some kind of hanging exercise where your fingers are fully wrapped around the bar or around the object. If you could only do one exercise, I I would say that's going to be it. Just hanging. And it's fantastic for grip strength, obviously. But the other thing it's fantastic for is you're really good for developing strength you know, with all, across all the tissue, um, through the elbow joint, through the shoulder. If you're doing hanging exercises properly and pulling the shoulder blades down and back, very good for, um, you know, scapular retact, retraction and developing strength in that area of the back, which is very, very good for shoulder health. Uh, I've heard of studies that, you know, people that do regular hanging from a pull-up bar have avoided shoulder surgery. Um, maybe I can get a reference for that. Uh, but there's a lot, you know, a huge amount of benefit from just hanging from a pull-up bar or, you know, any other object really. And it's, it's one of the easiest things to do as well. It's absolutely one of the easiest things to do. I'll talk about training loads and training volumes in the next section. I just want to talk about the exercises here. But that for me is, is a go-to, just hanging, as simple as that, right? So, but I'm not, you know, I'm not giving you any massive pills of wisdom there. But the next thing I'd like people to consider in terms of how they hang is, you know, when we think back to the anatomy that I was talking about earlier, and if you wrap your fingers entirely around one object or one bar, most of the load is going to be placed around, uh, you know, the first knuckle or the first joint of the finger. And as we talked about, there are different muscles at play in that position, as opposed to when we bend at the first knuckle and keep our fingers straight hopefully you can picture that and again there are pictures in the article that are that i'll reference so there are different muscles at play in those two movements so what i encourage people to do is something called a crimp grip now imagine you've got something that's about three quarters to one inch thick on a wall like a like a piece of like a like a wooden dowel and imagine you can only get pretty much the tip of your finger onto that piece of wood you can't wrap your fingers entirely so all of the pressure and all of the load is going to be on the tips of the fingers now very common in rock climbing to use a crimp grip um and you know a lot of the you know more difficult climbs people are going to be only gripping with the tips of their fingers and then maybe wrapping the thumb around the outside of the of the first finger to index finger first finger and wrapping the thumb around that for a bit more support but all of the load is taken on the fingertips now 
that's very common in rock climbing and we know rock climbing is great for for grip strength that's not the only reason but also you know i've been, I've been experimenting with this a lot um you know after i saw the research of how the anatomy of how the hand works and the reason that i encourage people to do this kind of grip training is because it's going to place a lot more pressure on the tips of the fingers and therefore a lot more stress and 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 pressure on the tendons of those fingers and we're not really getting that pressure and stress or when we wrap out wrap our hand entirely around a full up, around a pull-up bar or another object so we're not really developing the strength in the tendons in the fingers so we're missing out on a key element of grip strength that we could be developing and also when we think of you know particular guards in jiu-jitsu like spider guard where you're you know wrapping the fingers around the gi rather than the entire hand i think it has a lot of crossover to develop strength through the fingers as opposed to just wrapping the hand around the bar and as i talked about earlier the muscles that are responsible for that kind of motion with the fingers are different to closing the hand entirely there's going to be some crossover obviously but also there's some differences so crimp grip hanging is another thing that i really encourage people to do the other thing i would say particularly with this kind of grip strength training is build up slowly you know start off with a ledge that's quite thick and i'll talk about loads and volumes in in the next action but start off with a grip that's relatively thick and over time go down to a thinner grip because this can put you know it's an incredible amount of stress and strain on the fingers but i really really recommend it the other thing that i would then talk about is rotation and or you know flexion and extension of of the of the hand in relation in relation to the wrist or fighting against that rotation and you know movement of the hand in relation to the wrist so that could be something like you know one of the exercises that i use is called a viking hold where you take a kettlebell and hold it in the hand the bottoms up so there's a straight line through the bottom of the kettlebell coming down through your hands and coming down through your forearm. Uh, if you go onto my Instagram feed and search Vike or search ha- hashtag Viking hold on Instagram, hopefully some of my posts will come up and you'll see that exercise. And you've got to fight that movement of the kettlebell. So it's an excellent exercise for developing strength in the wrist and fighting the movement of those hands. But the other thing that you can do is uh, you can use like a wrist roller where or a dowel you can just get some kind of wooden dowel drill a hole through it put some rope through it and put it um, put some kind of you know weight on the bottom it could be a rock it could be a dumbbell it could be a weight plate and you just roll it up roll it up to the top and then roll it back down to the bottom so another very common one uh, another product that i'll talk about and i've been working with these guys is called gripedo trainer i'll reference them in the podcast um but it's a grip pedo so g-r-i-p-e-d-o trainer and look look them up on instagram and they've they sent me one of their products to review and i've been really happy with it i'll be doing a full review at a later date but it's it looks like a, a torpedo hence the name of grip pedo and one of the things that you can do is put it in a bucket of sand and it's got these big blades in it and as you rotate through the sand you're fighting against the the resistance of the blades cutting through the sand as it goes deeper into the sand it's more and more resistance so it's an excellent excellent tool for developing um, you know strength in the muscles that are responsible for rotating the wrist but whatever you use i think you know 
at a bare, at a bare minimum fighting fighting the resist um fighting the resistance fighting the movement of the hand in relation to the wrist with something like a, a viking hold is really good for developing strength in the grip and through the forearm um or doing some kind of rotational exercise because you know our hand is not always static in a in a straight line when we're doing um you know grip work in jiu-jitsu as we've talked about then the really quickly in terms of other exercises i would recommend first of all is going to be anything to open the hand up so imagine placing a set of rubber bands around the fingers and opening against resistance into those rubber bands a number of tools and products out in the market that can do this so you can just maybe buy a bunch of a bunch of rubber bands from you know a stationary store i've never tried that but maybe that would work if it's easier for you but essentially it's just opening the hands against resistance i'm doing it now you can even just take one hand wrap the other hand around the fingers and just give yourself a little bit of resistance as you open the fingers into that resistance and that's going to balance out all of the grip strength work that we do where we're just closing the hand or trying to close the hand that's mostly what we do in jiu-jitsu so we've got to remember that there's a whole there's a whole bunch of muscles on the outside of the forearm that are responsible for opening the hand and if we you know overwork the muscles on the inside of the forearm and and they get tired they get tight they get strained that can lead to a lot of tendonitis in in the elbow and through and through the forearm because we've got an imbalance of strength so one of the things i recommend is every time after you've done jiu-jitsu find you know some device that you can use to open your hand against resistance and just rebalance and rebalance the the, the strength and the way that you're using the muscles in the forearm and you know do 30 40 50 reps just to rebalance and use it almost as a recovery tool rather than necessarily a grip strength tool but you can use it as both then the one other exercise that i love I'll be honest, I haven't used it much over the last three months, but need to need to bring it back in, but I've done it a lot over time. A fingertip press-ups. And just getting down onto your hands and feet or hands and knees if you're starting off, and almost like your palm in a basketball. So the only parts of your hand touching the floor are going to be the tips of your fingers and the tips of your thumbs. Fantastic exercise. I put a post up on Instagram. I think last week showing a demonstration of how to do the fingertip push-ups as part of the 30-day challenge i've got on instagram at bjj strength make sure you check that out but anyway those fingertip press-ups are do you know what i need to think a little bit about kind of the mechanics of this and it's you're i think it's kind of similar to the crimp grips in many ways where the pressure is going to be on the tips tips of the fingers rather than on the inside of the fingers and what that's going to do is you know put a lot of stress and a lot of strain on the tendons in the fingers and through the thumb and it's going to help develop and strengthen you know that that tissue and that and and the tendons in the fingers so another very good very good exercise that i've used a lot over the years and is something that you, know, you i'm not necessarily maxing out with that kind of exercise but I find it's been very good just for maintaining good, you know, finger, finger and hand health in general. So to, to summarize that, the number one exercise I think for grip strength training is going to be just hanging from a pull-up bar or some kind of object. But that's not going to give you a complete balance of grip strength, particularly through the fingers. I also recommend doing uh, using crimp grips. 
So where you know just the fingertips are hanging on to hanging onto something, where you're then going to place the stress at the end of the fingers and a lot more stress through the through the tendons in the fingers and therefore develop strength in that part of of the hand in addition to just closing the hand fully. But the other thing that you're going to need to look at is you know working the uh, you know some kind of rotation exercise where you're you know flexing and extending the the hand in relation to the wrist but also fighting that rotation or moving moving your wrist around you know in terms of like you know in the sand bucket with the grappedo example that I talked about so it's not just about closing the hand it's also about what we're doing with the position of the hand in relation to the wrist then supplemental to those I think opening the hands against resistance is very important to maintain balance through the forearm and fingertip press-ups are something that I've used you know quite often through the years and I find these you know very very good to place a lot more stress on the tendons and the fingers and in the fingers and thumbs a little bit similar to the crimp grip but slightly different and you know is, is a good way for just maintaining finger and hand health so those are the exercises now how do you train them and I think this is very very important and what we've got to look at is kind of the loads and intensities that we're doing with grip, grip strength training and yes i think you know grip endurance training so hanging off a pull-up bar for uh for, for time so just hanging say for one minute or 30 seconds or two minutes whatever the case may be i do a lot of that work as well and recommend it to a lot of people but i i think that's less important than developing absolute grip strength the reason being that you know we, we probably get a lot of grip strength endurance from jiu-jitsu because where you know it's lower intensity but a lot of grip work over a longer period of time so what we're probably going to be lacking is you know the absolute grip strength what's the maximum amount of force what's the maximum amount of force that we can develop or we can generate with our hands so looking at some some interesting research and the link to this is in the article that i'll share sorry it's a link to a link to a link but you know i forget some article titles i forget a lot of article titles because i read a lot of them but what the the conclusions coming out this uh, coming out of this research and this research was done with um with rock climbers is that you know high loads for low duration are best for building grip strength and i believe they managed they measured the grip strength with uh one of those peak force uh grip grip things that's a very technical term to say someone's closing their hand on some implement and it measures their peak force there's a proper name for it but i always forget the names um and they found that using high loads for low duration are best for building grip strength and what comes out of this um, this study was using three to five sets of 10 second hangs using maximum load with three minutes between sets was the best um, the best for developing grip strength. So if you were able to hang for something for 20, 30, 40 seconds or you know or even longer, you're out of that time range out of the load range that you need to be in for best developing grip strength once you can get to three to five sets of 10 seconds then you need to increase the load by you know adjusting what you're holding on to to make it more difficult by going from two hands to one hand maybe or from you know placing a dumbbell between your legs holding a dumbbell in one arm or a kettlebell in one arm as you hang from the pull-up bar 
using a, you know, a weight belt and putting putting a weight on it and hanging whatever you need to do to increase the load once you can get the three to five sets of 10 seconds with the hangs and what they found is you know 10 second maximum load hangs showed double the strength gains versus multiple sub-maximal hangs for 10 seconds with only five seconds rest in between so you're looking at you know one group of people that did you know 10 seconds with you know almost as much as they could hold for three to five sets for with three minutes in between the sets versus another group that would hang from a an object for 10 seconds but on a much lower load they'd have a break for five seconds then go back on so 10 seconds off five seconds on 10 seconds off sorry 10 seconds on five seconds off 10 seconds on five seconds off um i forget how many sets they were doing but the first group where they were doing the really high loads had a had a 28 gain in grip strength versus only a 14 percent gain in grip strength over i believe it was a six six week period do those gains continue to you know go further um you know, the strength gains become not the strength gains get more and more does the gap in grip strength development become greater and greater over time you know i don't know uh food food for thought but that's what the research is is telling us is those those high loads are best for developing grip strength you know very similar to developing strength in the other in any other parts of the body we want to be looking at loads where we can do two to five repetitions for three to five sets to be in the most optimal range for developing strength same kind of theory the other thing that comes out of this research is that uh, i think these, these were different studies but tendon development and we've talked about how much you know uh, how much the length of the tendons that we have through through the forearm in the hand and you know particularly through the fingers uh, where there's you know very small muscles um but you know a lot of the load is going to be carried by the tendons um tendon development is directly related to load intensity so the higher the load intensity that we're using you know the the, the more we're going to develop tendon strength now you can in other parts of the body use plyometrics so it's the quick um you know quick quick implementation of force that's going to you know give you a high load intensity but that's almost impossible to do with with grip strength training so you need to be using heavy loads and linked to the first uh, you know finding but more talking about the tendon strength uh, this other study found that tendon strength development and adaption um you know mostly uh, was mostly coming from hold times that were three to 15 seconds so a little bit longer than the 10 seconds in the first study but within that ballpark and the other thing to think about in terms of the training loads and volumes is that tendons take 12 weeks to get most adaption benefit from training so one of the things that i would recommend in terms of your grip strength training is you know even if you feel you can progress very very quickly and you know increase the load every single week one word of caution would be that you know the the the, the muscle tissue as opposed to the, you know, the tendons in the hand the muscles adapt and change much much quicker i think they regenerate within about four weeks but the tendons take about 12 weeks to get the most adaption benefit so what you probably want to do is find the load that's gonna you know get you into those you know optimal rep ranges or time ranges for developing grip strength and probably stick to that for about 12 weeks to allow those tendons to develop probably take a week or two to break just to allow yeah, a deload week to allow your body to recover a little bit before going into your next cycle of 12 weeks which gives your time and the tendons enough time to adapt grow and change so 
what it comes down to then, in summary, is, you know, it's high loads, three to five reps, but low grip hang times of, let's say, let's stick with 10 seconds, but, you know, one study set up to 15 seconds. So in that 10 second range is best for developing grip strength. Now, grip strength endurance is another important factor. I think you'll get a lot of that from jujitsu. But what I found in my personal experience is that hanging from a pull-up bar, you know, for 30 seconds or maybe 30 seconds, um, not not every, uh, it doesn't need to be 30 seconds, right? The point I'm trying to make is, let's say your maximum grip hang is going to be two minutes or it's a minute or whatever the case may be. Cut that in half. Let's say it's a minute. Your maximum grip hang on a pull-up bar is one minute. Cut that in half and hang for 30 seconds, 20 to 30 seconds. So you've gone past the grip strength development, you're more in that grip endurance, uh, grip strength endurance range. And do that multiple times through the day, multiple times per week. So maybe you do 20 to 30 seconds first thing in the morning, 20 to 30 seconds when you first get home. This is assuming you've got a pull-up bar at home, and 20 to 30 seconds um, when you just before you go to bed. And then do that three, four, five times a week, throughout spaced, spaced out throughout the week. So what you're doing there is, uh, you know, it's a concept called greasing the groove that I picked up from um, reading one of Pavel Satsaline's books. And I find it's been fantastic for me for developing, I, I've talked about the overall benefits of hanging from a pull-up bar, but, you know, for developing or further developing grip strength endurance without overtaxing the system and without trying to max out you never really go into your max there. You just kind of, you know, adding the volume in gradually over the week. And I, you know, personally find maybe for the first week I added this kind of thing in. It was, a, you know, my grips were a little bit tired training jujitsu, but, you know, I continue to do it now and I don't have any problems with training jujitsu um, the next day. So that's what I would say about grip strength endurance. And if you go to the website, bjjstrength.com and to, specifically to the science of grip strength training article, which I will link then I've, I've put together a sample program that you could follow and to get your teeth into or get your fingers into, I will, I will say. Then just to start closing this out then, I would say that with grip strength training, actually with any form of strength training, but I find it particularly with grip strength training, you're probably going to need to do a lot of self-massage um, on the forearms and the hands and a lot of stretching on the forearms and, and the wrists, particularly when you first start off, because, you know, everything's going to get stiff and it's going to get tight and, you know, it's going to be a little bit sore. Um, yeah, ideally not that sore. Ideally not that stiff and tight if you kind of, you know, train smartly and kind of build up to it slowly. But there's going to be a little little stiffness and little soreness there. And I like to, you know, just sitting there watching TV at night, I'll run my thumb up and down the forearm and just find the sore spot and really massage stuff out. You can get a lacrosse ball and put it on a table or put it on the floor and massage out the forearms and just find those tight spots. I think that's really important with the arms just to to loosen them up, to avoid stuff like tendonitis because, you know, when the muscles become tight and sore and strained then the loads end up going onto the, the tendons and the ligaments and the joint, then that's what can, you know, one of the causes of tendonitis. So the self-massage and just releasing that tissue become, can become very, very important for just, you know, maintaining the health in, in the grips and the forearms. And a lot of stretching, a lot of, you know, pulling the fingers backwards, pulling the fingers towards you, um, 
you can do certain kind of press ups or top position holds with the press up where your fingers are pointing towards you or you you fold it over onto the back of your forearm that's going to be very very good for you know stretching out all of the forearm and and making sure that you know all of the tissue through the hand you know stays long and stays supple if it becomes shortened and becomes tighter from the strength training that's when we can run into injuries so i've got i've got videos on on youtube as well that, that cover some cover some cover some of these exercises that you should probably look at but you know particularly for the forearms when you uh, forearms and hands when you do grip strength training i think that self-massage and that stretching can become it's important everywhere it's important on the forearms particularly if you bring something new into your body you know your body's going to get sore and it's going to get tight so make sure you spend the time to massage stuff out and really stretch to keep that tissue supple to keep it you know keep it long so you don't run into into problems um and i think I think that's it. I was going to talk about some tools for strength training and rehab with the wrists and the forearms, but I think I've covered covered nearly all of that through through the podcast. So I'm going to wrap it up there. I I enjoyed I enjoy speaking about a lot of topics, but you know, particularly this one that felt you know good good to get out there, and I hope you found it helpful. As always, guys, if you've if you enjoy the podcast. Let me know. Let other people know. Maybe they they've got some problems with grip strength training. They can benefit from this. They can benefit from from some of the other shows. If you've got the time, it would be a huge help to me if you could rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're using. Leave a comment. Get in touch if you want a shout out. Get in touch if you've got particular topics you want me to cover. Um, as always, and I would you know again say you know if you can get over to bjjstrength dot sorry youtube.com forward slash bjj strength and look at some of the lower back pain videos and also look at some of the lower back pain articles that i'll reference in the show notes if you've got lower back pain which is very common in jiu-jitsu take a look at those maybe they'll be helpful and you know also share if you could share those to other people that have got you know lower back pain and they they could benefit from it that will be good because i'm going to be coming out with a program for lower back pain very very soon i've been saying that for a couple of weeks but it's going to be soon it's going to be it's going to be coming out so that will be a huge help to me and kind of you know spreading the word but other than that guys as always thank you for listening and i'll speak to you next time